It was possibly the first time in history that a television commercial saved a man's life. In the time between Mickey's dropping off and the next promotion that awakened him, its sound a crisp and blaring contrast to the muted melodrama, the eggs had burned and the overabundance of oil in the pan had spattered onto the naked lit burner across from it. Eventually, the entire pan ignited and spread to the formica countertop where the oil had leapt out. Black billows made their way down the hall to where Mickey was sleeping. The smoke, which might have killed him if enough time had passed, didn't startle him from sleep. But a loudmouthed announcer telling him that he could have a washboard stomach in only ten minutes a day did. Mickey coughed and choked as he picked himself off the couch. He slowly treaded into the kitchen, hindered not only by his degraded joints, but also by the heightened sense of fear that comes from awakening to danger. He tried throwing water on the flames, but that just generated more smoke. He tried to smother the pan with a kitchen towel, but the towel caught fire. A portion of Mickey's mind, more willing than his conscious mind to accept his physical limitations, told him that if he was going to get out of the house safely, he needed to start moving now. As quickly as his screaming knees would carry him, Mickey struggled through the smoke and out the front door. Once outside, he stood breathing deeply on the lawn, what was he supposed to do now? He thought about everything he had left in the house and considered going back to rescue the most precious items, but he knew that was unrealistic. He had to do something. He couldn't just let the house burn down. Mickey was only thinking clearly enough to realize that he wasn't thinking clearly. He tried to calm himself down to allow some sense to seep in. Hi, Mr. Sienna, came a little girl's voice. Mickey turned toward the sound. It was Maureen, the three-year-old who loved to play outside. Hey, Mickey, said her mother, Lisa, waving and walking toward him. Out early this morning, huh? Mickey started to move in their direction. The distress and disorientation must have been apparent on his face because he had barely taken a few steps when Lisa quickened her own pace to come up to him. Is everything okay? she said. The kitchen, the house is on fire. Lisa's mouth formed into an O, and she glanced back quickly at her daughter. She walked up to Mickey and took him by the arm. Come into my house, she said. Did you call the fire department? No, nothing. I couldn't think of what to do. I just left. Let's go call them right now. They took a few steps. Even in his agitated condition, Mickey could only move so quickly. Lisa let go of his arm. You know what? Let me run ahead and make the call. She turned to her daughter. Marine, could you come with Mr. Sienna into the house? I want to play some more, the little girl said in a voice that made clear her sense of inconvenience. We'll play outside again in a little while. Can you show Mr. Sienna your new rocking horse now, please? A few minutes later, Mickey was sitting at Lisa's kitchen table. His heart was still pounding, but he was at least somewhat mollified by the knowledge that firemen were on their way. He had more than forty years of his life invested in that house. Much more than that if you considered the memories that he brought there with him. He couldn't begin to imagine how he would feel if the house were destroyed. Lisa seemed to understand what he was going through. She patted him on the hand. She had been a good neighbor since moving in a few years ago. She baked cookies for him and his wife every now and then, and she came each day to Dorothy's wake. The fire department will be here soon, she said.
Mickey gripped her hand and offered a faint smile. I should call my son. Can I borrow your phone?